Welcome to Savage. I'm your host, Kelsey Kenry, CEO, wife, and mom of three. This is where you find the aligned strategy and mindset shifts to unleash your power, unlock your freedom, and step into your full potential as a CEO. Every episode is full of tough love and hard truths with a side of tactical guidance to expand your success. You ready? Let's do the damn thing. Good morning. Welcome. I am incredibly excited because I have been having so many conversations with clients and all of my clients' stress, overwhelm, anxiety, the reality of holding so many different things, wearing all the hats, having all the responsibilities is very, very relevant. And the problem that we run into as high achieving women, as ambitious women who have dreams and goals is that we are the first thing to go on the back burner for those goals. And so with us being in the thick of the holiday season and prepping for the years to come, all of my CEOs are, you know, making plans for next year, thinking about the support that they need, figuring out what they want to bring with them, what they want to leave behind. And what I really want to focus on today is giving you some very simple, practical steps that you can do as a business owner, as a leader to drastically reduce your overwhelm so that these can become practices for you so you aren't bringing that into your business. So here's the truth. There are so many responsibilities that come with what you do and being able to manage your business and your home and yourself. And again, the problem always comes back to, we are the first thing that goes on the back burner. And so what I want to remind you of today before I get into talking about overwhelm and talking about how you can be more preventative of your overwhelm is a reminder that the best thing that you can do for your business growth specifically, to grow your business, to scale your business, to continue to scale your business is to prioritize yourself. I was having this very interesting conversation with a business owner last night at an event that I was at. And all the conversations that I have with my CEOs are driven around the goals that they have for the business. And it's so interesting to me because once I listen to what their goals are and what they're currently doing, and then I ask them, well, how are you feeling? You know, how are you taking care of yourself? I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I'm just putting one foot in front of another. I'm constantly doing events and, and, and taking meetings. And so my question then becomes, well, how can you expect yourself to continue in that way? Is what you're doing right now sustainable for yourself and the business? And nine times out of 10, it's not. And so it's very important for you to think about the long-term vision of your company and of yourself and where you're going. Because at the end of the day, if you are not able to run your business because you are burnout, because you are living in a chronic state of overwhelm, you are not going to be able to execute on the goals that you set for the company, period. 
a lot of people think that when you have goals in the business, that it's just about focusing on those goals for the business. And what I was telling somebody last night when we were having this conversation is that there is a very unique way that I mentor my clients and the business owners that I work with. Because instead of us just looking at the strategic pieces that need to change for growth of the company, it's about being able to have the strategic pieces, move those things around while also considering who do you need to be to make that move. This is the part that people are forgetting. You can hire any, any business coach, any mentor, and they can lay out this, this roadmap for you to execute in the business to scale. You can talk funnels. You can talk marketing. You can talk messaging. You can talk networking. You can talk about all these different things to be able to take your company to the next level. But what people are missing is the care of the CEO. You cannot effectively lead. You cannot effectively be who you need to be for the company if you are hanging on by a thread. And that is what's happening because majority of my clients are running companies with teams. They are also mothers, partners, sisters, friends. And to be able to balance all of those things feels very heavy. It's not something that we understand how to do and how to navigate because when we are high achievers, the sole focus goes on when I'll just continue in the business. So last night, this incredible woman, she has this beautiful company that she's built, is talking about how she wants to scale the company bigger. Her goals are to hire on more of a team, be able to delegate more, so that she can take a step back. And I'm like, that makes sense. When you say it out loud, that makes sense. Beautiful. That's strategic action in place. The issue with that is she is so exhausted, not sleeping, not taking care of her mental or her physical health. And therefore, how can she hire these people on, bring them into her company and lead them effectively when she can't even lead herself? And so this may be a hard truth for some of you out there listening when you recognize that you are leading a team and leading your company. And my question for you is, where are you leading from? If you're leading from exhaustion and burnout and overwhelm, you are not leading well. You are not giving your best quality to your team, to your clients, or to your family. And so while it feels so hard to be all the things to all the people and stretch yourself so thin and be able to excel in your business, be able to take care of yourself and the heaviness of that and the pressure of that. I understand, but there is a different way. And that is what I have forever taken a stand for in that, yes, you can absolutely build out that beautiful strategic plan for growth, but without the care of you without the focus on you, you will not be able to execute that plan. Whether it is fear, whether it is burnout, whether it is stress, whatever it is, you will be stopped on that roadmap. And then this idea that you have to scale to the next level won't be possible because you are unable to execute. I want you to think about who you need to be as we are closing out this year, as we're making plans for next year. I want you to not only think about what your goals for your business are next year, but to also think about in order to carry out those goals, 
what needs to take place. That is the part that's forgotten, which is why my approach is not as pretty as some people may like. My approach is down and dirty and deep to where, yes, we can lay out that surface level strategic plan. We look at every nook and cranny of the business to see what needs to be automated and optimized, taken off your plate, delegated, what needs to be changed, what area needs to improve for you to be able to grow. But with each of those steps, you have to be the leader that can execute on them. So I cannot stress the importance of this enough. As a leader, as a CEO, I need you to take a step back and think about when you go into this year, what are you going to do to make sure that you are not running yourself into the ground so that you are just showing up to show face and checking these boxes without remembering why you started? what your purpose is, what your mission is with this business. It can become so hard when you become disconnected because you are tired, because you're over it. And so I want to remind you that there is a different way, that the way to scale your business and have continued growth of your business is to have a strategic plan in place for the business growth but also for your personal growth and change in your life to be able to lead this movement. Let's remember that I spent 10 years on a path of self-destruction. I know what it looks like to not take care of yourself. And that is why my passion and my purpose is really driven from my story to be able to bring that to CEOs of companies and teach you that you are not supposed to be on the back burner. You are supposed to be the front man leading this movement with your business. And if you are burnout, tired, suffering from panic attacks, anxiety, stress, overwhelm, if you are constantly navigating those emotions, you are not able, you are cutting off the growth of your company, period. Okay. So if this is resonating with you, please send me a message so we can talk about this for you because I know that it is hard to kind of put the pieces together because again, we are so wired as ambitious women to say, I have a company. The goal is to continue to grow the company, but we are so clouded again by these emotions that if we don't learn how to navigate these emotions, we cut off the growth of the business. So let's talk about overwhelm. And first, I want to really give you the truth about overwhelm. When we are starting our businesses, when we are growing our businesses, when we're working towards getting to capacity in our businesses, we do a lot of people-pleasing, which is ingrained in us. So we continue to feed that pattern that we are already conditioned to, meaning that we are saying yes to things we want to say no to, we're taking meetings, we're packing our schedule full. And so if we don't break those patterns, if we don't break those habits, it actually prevents us from scaling. So overwhelm. And when we feel overwhelm as successful women, we think that overwhelm is having too many responsibilities having too much on our plate. And yes, it is. But let's talk about where that actually stems from. This is the part that's important. So if we don't address the root cause of why 
you are putting too much on your plate, then it doesn't get solved. So this is one of the things that I'm actively working with all of my clients on is reducing overwhelm by addressing the fear that is creating the overwhelm. Okay. So the truth is overwhelm is actually rooted in fear. And I'm going to tell you how this works. Okay. When we make a choice to put something on our plate that we don't want there or that we think needs to be there, we make that from a place of scarcity. We make that appointment, that meeting, take on that responsibility from a place of missing out, from a place of if I don't do this, then what will I lose? And that continues to drive the scarcity pattern. It continues to feed our people-pleasing ways. And so this is the part that needs to be broken. It is truly easy to go into somebody's company and re-delegate, move things around and say, okay, we've cleared space in your calendar. That is the easy part. It's just like boundaries. It's easy to state a boundary. It is harder to hold a boundary when it is challenged. And so with overwhelm and the taking on of so many responsibilities, it is one thing to say, okay, I'm overwhelmed. I got to get rid of some stuff and clear some stuff out. Great. But what are you doing preventatively to keep yourself from getting to that place of overwhelm. And this is what is necessary for you to effectively lead and grow. Okay. So overwhelm is rooted in fear because if you are afraid that if you say no, you're going to miss an opportunity, you're afraid that if you raise your standards, raise your prices, you're going to leave people behind, you're going to shut people off. You're afraid that if you slow down, that you will fall behind. And this is a big one for my ambitious, driven, career-focused women because we have big goals. And not only do we have big goals, but we want to achieve those goals and we want to achieve them as fast as possible. And I want to remind you that the pace at which you achieve the goal does not make things better or worse. Somebody who makes a million dollars in a month and somebody who makes a million dollars a year, there's going to be one significant difference usually in those people. And the person who stretched it out over a longer period of time likely was happier and enjoying their life more. Simply because when we believe that things are only working, if there is an instant, if there's instant gratification or an instant result, we are setting ourselves up for an emotional roller coaster. So I just want to remind you that slowing down doesn't mean stopping. Slowing down doesn't mean pulling back on your goals. Slowing down actually can get you to your goals quicker. And let me explain that to you. If you have a goal and you set this goal and you put it on a timeline and you want you know, let's say this, that you have a, a one month timeline and a three month timeline for the same goal. If you have a one month timeline for one goal and you have to force yourself, you have to 
show up when you are, you know, not feeling well, you have to sleep less, you have to be less present with your family, but you hit that goal at the month time period. Awesome. How do you think you're going to feel when you get there? Not very good. Versus if you say, I'm going to hit this goal and I'm going to hit it in a three month timeline instead, but you give yourself that space so you can actively enjoy the journey, enjoy your life and still hit the goal. Wouldn't you choose that option? And so I understand the appeal of quickness. I understand the appeal of getting there quicker because we think if we get there quicker, then we can pull back. And so what I want to remind you of is then if you believe that, and if you keep telling yourself, once I do this, and I'm just going to, you know, hustle until I hit this, and then I'll be able to take a little break, you are continuing to feed that pattern of overworking and conditioning yourself to believe that your results in your business are dependent on you running yourself into the ground. So it's all about what you are continuing to teach yourself. Okay. So overwhelm is a product of your fear, whatever that fear is. And maybe it's a combination of these fears that we're talking about, whether it's falling behind or missing something or not being, not being quick enough. At the end of the day, you have a goal to be at the top. You have a goal to be the go-to person in your industry. You have a goal for growth. You have a goal for your mission. You have a goal for making change in this world. All of your goals are going to require you to be alive and well. So here is five different ways that you can reduce your overwhelm. Okay. The first way is taking an honest inventory frequently. One of my clients, we set this up to where when she is driving to work in the morning, she has a conversation out loud with herself and gauges where she is on a scale of one to 10 for her stress levels. It's nothing fancy. But it gives her an opportunity every single day to check in with herself and say, this is where I am so that she is being preventative. Because what was happening and what happens for a lot of my CEOs is they're at a 10 and they just live at a 10 and then they crash and they burn and they're like, okay, I reset. Maybe they take a vacation and they come back and then they jump right back into the 10. So if you can gauge where you are at least on a weekly basis, So that you can be preventative of, okay, I'm at this level right now. I'm at this number right now. Knowing that I'm there, okay, I need to reschedule some meetings. Okay, I need to ask for more help. Okay, I need to... Then you can actually make a plan. But if you're not checking in with yourself to see where am I, if you are not giving yourself those two minutes, literally two minutes of checking in and saying this is how I'm feeling right now. This is where my stress level is. This is where my overwhelm level is. Then you are selling yourself short and you're not able to gauge or create a plan of action that can bring that down for you. So that's number one is just taking some sort of honest inventory. If you journal, that's a great time to do it. If again, it doesn't need to be overcomplicated, I would rather you make this simple so you actually do it. So on your way to work, on your way to pick kids up, whatever it is, 
two minutes out loud, where am I? How stressed am I? How overwhelmed do I feel? What on my schedule is really like feeling very heavy to me right now? Start to dig into where are you? Okay. Step number two is starting your day with you. This is something that is a non-negotiable for me. And this is something that I teach my clients because where and how you start your day sets the tone for the entire day. So a lot of times, because we are in positions where everybody needs something from us, clients need something, team needs something, partners need something, kids need something, always somebody needs something. So if you get up and you grab your phone and you start checking your email and you start checking your messages, you are going to instantly feel overwhelmed versus if you get up and you spend even five minutes by yourself, you could even do your honest inventory here and say, where am I today? What do I need today? How am I feeling today? Some form of silence, alone time, care just for a few minutes at the very least for yourself. I personally have created my entire schedule so that I can run my company, be with my kids, have time for myself and have designated time for my partner. I feel like that I am very rare in being able to balance all the things that I do, but that has happened because I have intentionally built it that way. I would refuse to put myself on the back burner. I refuse to give up my ambition and my goals for my business because I know that is my passion and my purpose. I refuse to not be present with my kids and I refuse to put my marriage on the back burner. So the question became, how can I do it? And so the morning for me, that is my time for myself because I know that I am a better leader, better mother, a better lover when I have that time for myself. So I make some sacrifices. One of those sacrifices is I go to bed at nine o'clock at night. Instead of staying up, my kids go to bed between seven and 7.30. Instead of staying up for 14 hours watching Netflix, we might watch an hour of TV and then I read and then I go to bed so that I can get up at five o'clock in the morning and have two hours to journal, to do my visualization, to set my intentions for the day and to move my body. And that to me has created such a special time that allows me to be better for my people and show up better and be a better mentor, be a better speaker, be able to really give back to the world because I start my day with me. So that's the second thing that I want you to do. I want you to start your day with you in some way. If you are sleeping with your phone next to your bed, put it in a different room so that you don't grab it when you wake up. The third thing is restructuring anything that feels clunky or heavy in your task. This can be in your home or in your business. Every single client that I've worked with is doing tasks that they don't need to do. And what I mean by that is they are either micromanaging their teams and not trusting them fully. They are afraid to have conversations and communicate to their partners that they need more help at home or a combination of these things. And sometimes it's just that they get so busy in doing things for the business and being the face of their brand and all the things that they put on their plate that they forget to do things to make the company evolve. 
A great example of this is I have an incredible client who I love so deeply. She has a hugely successful multi-million dollar company. And we were having a conversation the other day. We were talking about payments and just, you know, some, some things that are going on in her business. And I told her, you need to make it easier for people to pay you. Because she's had this company for so long, they haven't updated their invoicing to be able to have people pay them online. And I'm like, if you send out that invoice and you put a link in that invoice for people to pay you right there, you will get payments quicker and easier. So it's things like that that we have blind spots to as CEOs because we're like, I'm just here running the company and that's what I'm doing. And I'm taking these meetings and I'm doing, you know, taking these phone calls and showing up here and there. It's like those little things can make a huge difference that can prevent having to chase people for money. So I think that, again, just thinking outside of the box about like, what's going on that's really taking more time than it needs to? What feels clunky? What feels heavy? What am I micromanaging? What am I not asking for help with? And guaranteed, you're going to come up with some answers there. So these are things in your day that need to be restructured because they're taking too much of your time or your energy. And so paying attention to what those things are. The next thing runs right alongside this. The fourth step is stop being so hyper-independent and ask for help. This is a trait that I myself have and all of my clients have. The reason our strength is our weakness. The reason why we have built the success that we have is we are unstoppable. There is nothing even that could come up that would stop us from getting where we want to go. But sometimes because of our hyper-independence and our hyper-focus on the goals ahead, again, things for ourselves get put on the back burner, but we forget to ask for help. If you want to be a top leader in your industry, if you want to be in demand and the go-to and continue to scale the success that you have built already, what needs to happen is you're going to have to ask for more help, whether that is inside the business, outside of the business, inside the home, whatever it is. Because if you are constantly trying to do everything and be everything to everyone, this is going to contribute to your overall, right? You are and have gotten where you are because you're ambitious. This does not take away from your ambition. And that's something that is so important to remember that people forget. They think that asking for help is some form of weakness. It is not. We know, I know that you can do everything yourself. I I got it. I mean, Google was my business coach for eight years. And I was talking to a woman just last night who was like, I just Google everything so I can figure out how to do it. And I'm like, you understand that that's like, this is, this is literally a woman with a very successful company that's like, yeah, but you know, hiring. And I'm like, but you, this is why you're overwhelmed. This is preventing your growth because you're not asking for help. Okay. So it's contributing to overwhelm and it's preventing growth. So asking for more help, whatever form that looks like. So, and then the last thing that I want to tell you to be more preventative and help you with your overwhelm as you're navigating through building more success is removing any sort of self-inflicted pressure. Again, one of the things that is 
kind of our shadow as successful women is we put so much pressure on ourselves to succeed. And when we feel like we aren't moving, we feel like something's wrong. But overwhelm is the thing that caps your potential, that stops your growth and makes you feel stuck. Why do I still feel like this? And it will happen time and time again, no matter how much your revenue is growing in the business. You're like, why does it not feel easier? Why does it not feel better? Why am I not getting this idea, this snapshot that I had of when I got here, this would happen? And it is because of the amount of pressure we put on ourselves as successful women to hold that success, to keep that success going when really that pressure is not necessary. One of the things that you can do is identify, even in your day-to-day, what you are putting pressure on that is not pressure from anyone else but you. So an example of this is I was having a conversation with one of my clients and we were talking about her to-do list, right? And it was like super stressful to her. She never feels like she has enough time to do all the things she needs to do. And I had to remind her, you're the CEO. That means your timeline and when these things are due is dependent on you. And if you are a company who is working and providing services that require a deadline from clients, It is okay for you to set a boundary and say, this is not going to be possible in four weeks. It's going to take us eight. This is the deadline for this. When we can get this back to you will be. And that's hard. Those are the kinds of conversations that we're afraid of. Again, overwhelm is rooted in fear because we're afraid that if we set that boundary, if we raise that standard, if we come forward and say, in order to provide you with the best quality of work, with the best service, this is what I need. This is the time that I need. And instead we just say, yes, absolutely. We'll do it. And we will do it, whatever your terms are. So I want you to think about what are the timelines that you're putting on yourself and what is the pressure that you are putting on yourself that you can release? Think about it like a pressure valve. There is enough real pressure that comes from your business providing for your family and your livelihood and your legacy. There is enough real pressure there because it has to succeed. You have to succeed. You have to keep growing. So don't let little things on your to-do list or little projects or tasks contribute to the overwhelm because you think that you need to do them all right now. All right? I hope that these things, you actually take them and put them in place. The thing about change is the thing about you feeling better and you being able to lead your company and and run your business differently so your business is not running you is that it is going to require you to make change. And if you need accountability in making those changes, if you need the strategic help in the business and you need to know what what can be optimized, what can be changed, if you need to have somebody come in and speak to your team to provide better work culture, to create and foster a place that is more productive and more efficient, let's have a conversation. Let's talk about what this looks like for you. 
but I really want you to hold this message and think about how you can carry into the new year a new level of success and providing and creating that new level of success, not from the same place that you have built your success from right now, but from a place of fullness, fulfillment. What if I told you that you could continue to scale your business while also having contentment and peace and presence? What if I told you that you can put your phone away? What if I told you that you can run a million dollar, multi-million dollar company without feeling stressed out all the time? That is what's possible. Any questions that you have, please send me a message on Instagram. We will talk. We will see if one of my private spaces is the, is the better space for you. We can talk about consulting, putting together a strategic plan. And if you are looking for a speaker for any upcoming events you have for your companies, foundations, associations, I'm now taking speaking events for 2023 as well. So Thank you so much for being here, for listening. Again, I hope this helps you to reduce the overwhelm and these things are applicable regardless of where you are in business. But thank you again for being here and for listening and I will talk to you soon. If you are a CEO or entrepreneur, I want to invite you into a space that's unlike anything out there. CEO Power Hour is a free monthly live experience that you can join in person or virtually to get your questions answered to fulfill the desires for your business. Inside this room, you bring your biggest goal, the obstacles you are experiencing, or anything you want my expertise, eyes, and ears on. This guidance, along with the ideas and inspiration from other powerful women, allows you to be fully immersed in the energy of being supported and learn in a completely new way so that you can expand your business and your life to the next level. I created CEO Power Hour to bring together powerful business owners for connection, collaboration, and coaching. This is your invitation, and it's free. The link is in the show notes, so I hope to see you at our next monthly meeting.